Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you to create change, and motivate you for success. This is your host and coach, Linda Carmine, and today we have a very special show where you're going to learn how to tell your story, because for years and generations of being a human, we have passed stories down one after another after another to each other. And today we're going to learn the power of storytelling. But before I get into that, let me introduce my two favorite co-hosts. I have the one and only Fred Martinez. Fred, how are you hey, today? What's up? How are you? How are you? How are you doing? Fred, Fred, I see you're out there working out. How's that going for you doing all your home workouts right now? That's awesome. Well, I'm working in the parking lot now. I know. It's fantastic. People are watching your shows. Watching you get out there and work out, you get in some good feedback. How you feel about that? The way I look at it as it's this, everybody's complaining about the gym wasn't open. Mm -hmm. Got to be resourceful and have a, and, and create your own gym. Some people were saying that, oh, I don't have equipment. You can use other things in your house as a way to create resistance. Uh, just be playful and have fun. And that's the biggest thing that's in, in life where People, you look at it as, a, as things as people are very limited on the way that they look at things, view things. But if you just take away those limitations and just and saying, hey, I can use this piece of device or whatever, it's whatever. If you want to go running, uh, want to go jogging, whatever, it's just whatever you want to do. That's that's all I just tell people. That's fantastic, Chris. Sounds like you have a great story there. We're going to get into that some more. Christopher Shiver, what's going on, my friend? Hi everyone, Christopher Schreiber here. I'm really happy to uh, tell everybody right now we're back doing our live productions again because currently more people are going back to work and that means that I can actually do more lives instead of just doing recordings and posting them. So I'm really excited about that. And we have uh, uh, several products gonna be coming out here pretty soon. Clifford Stark's working on his own uh, masterclass basically that we're gonna be providing on EBM and on his Facebook page and several other platforms. And um, he's, we're also working on several seasons on the six pillars of excellence that he's working on right now. So everybody tune in for that on EBM and on Clifford Stark's channel. And we're going to be start posting more things from Abigail Gazda, Tamara Blankenship. And uh, it's going to be a really exciting time. We're really uh, pushing forward and adding more and more content. Hey, Chris, that's amazing. The Extraordinary Being movement is growing in leaps and bounds. But I don't want to take away any more time from our special guest. We have the one and only Becky Norwood, who is the CEO of Spotlight Publishing. She is the number one international best-selling author, speaker, and book publishing expert. She's here today to talk to you about your story because she feels that it's this treasure gift. It's, it's your wisdom, your expertise that you get to share with the world. And we want her to share her expertise with us. I know we've talked about writing a book multiple times, and I know we want to get into doing that too. So before we go any further, I would like to introduce the one and only Becky Norwood. Becky, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here and feel very privileged to be a part of this show. Well, thank you so much for being part of the movement. I love for people to know a little bit about our guest. So what? who are you, Becky? <laughs> I am, let's see, I am a grandma to 10 grandchildren. Wow. wow. I, <laughs> I have a combined family, a, a blended family of five adult children, and I've been married to my husband for 13 years now. 
Great. Spent 20 years as a single mom raising my two daughters and life at the time was very, very interesting for me. I ran a family saw sharpening company and um, sharpened saw blades for all the steel mills around the Phoenix area and for wow. the and sharpened all the rescue blades for the Phoenix fire departments for almost 30 years. So I'm kind of kind of different in that regard because I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never worked for anybody in my life. And um, it's been quite a journey to figure out what it is that I'm going to do. And when the economy changed um, back in 2008, 2009, I was left with, oh, oh my God, what am I going to do with myself? What am I going to do when I grow up? Because um, many of the companies for at least temporarily went out of business and it wasn't enough to sustain what I was going to, you know, what I needed to, to make it through. And so I did, a, I was kind of upside down for a little while because at the same time, my two daughters, um, we had homeschooled and they were, only, they're only 15 months apart and they left home to go to college within two weeks of each other. So I was kind of upside down with trying to figure that whole piece out. Sure. It did a lot of studying research to try and figure out what works in today's in, in that kind of environment at the time when our world like now was mm -hmm. going through a lot of stuff. And, you know, the economy was crazy then and then and so every people were losing their homes and their businesses. And I, how do I help serve that? And so it's been quite a journey to get to where I am today. And I love it. And, and actually today, when we see a worldwide something happening mm -hmm. to that is rocking our world, that is making people stop and pause and think, wow, what are we doing? What am I doing? What do I really want to do? Um, I feel very honored because in my own journey, I've been able to help serve in much more powerful ways now because I'm equipped and have learned some of those tools. Really? I mean, from the sounds of it, like, like you, you, you're definitely one of those people that like got thrown in the fire and had to figure it out and came out on top. It took time, but I did. Oh, yes. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. And, and people like you, that's why we love having you in this show because you bring so much to the table with your expertise and your wisdom, the things you've been through. And that's what people want to know that they're not alone out there, that we've all had our struggles, but we can get through it all one way or another with having the right people, the right resources some way. I think that the only real failure in life is to fail the failure to grow through what we sure. go through. Mm -hmm. And, and when we accept change and we, we take, we go through life's transitions, whether we go through them gracefully or not, mm -hmm. that's when real growth happens. And, and if we don't allow that, if we don't accept that, then, then the struggle is real and it's yeah. difficult. And sometimes we miss many golden opportunities if we're not willing to, to do whatever it takes to not only transform ourselves, but become the impactful influencer, our influencers our world needs right now. I love that. I love how you say that because so, so being a being an impactful influencer in this world, one one that's you know really, you know, bringing positive change and, and awareness to people, um, I would assume that has a lot to do with understanding your own story, like how you how you say your message to people. 
It does. And, you know, that's also a journey too, be, to find the right words, you know, because we can get truly busy with life. And I work with a lot of authors and every story is so completely different. And some of them are more for growing their business. Others just want to share their, their stories and how they rose above. And so I, I publish for so many different kinds of people, but each one is just magnificent in their own special way. And I feel that unless we stand up and tell our stories, we can't impact the world in the right way because too many people feel so alone. Well, everybody does. Everybody has a story within themselves. And I think that people need uh, people, a person like you to be able to <clears throat> cultivate that out of them and be able to put that on paper. I, I, and the whole thing about, everybody talks about like writing a book, the whole idea about, they say they would want to write a book, but then yet they don't do it. I always feel like it's, it's you got to crawl before you can, before you can walk or before you can run. And it's just one day at a time, you just start writing. And then eventually you'll start seeing a, a rhythm behind things. Well, I, you know, I want to share a little bit about my story and how I became an international number one bestseller. And it was, it was just, it was quite a journey for me because it was at the same time that the economy had gone crazy. And I started going back and forth to San Diego to be taught new ways of doing business because I was really concerned about not only for myself because I had run a business for 30 years and didn't have any problems until this uh, the economy went the way it did but there was a deeper backstory for me that that really haunted me and I went through extreme phases of depression because I grew up in a in a, a family where abuse was ridiculous. It was awful. It was sexual abuse from a very young age, emotional, physical abuse that just continued almost into my adulthood. And I found myself as an, a young adult choosing the same people, the same type of people that I was raised with because I knew had no barometer on anything different. Right. And I had kept attracting that same thing. And that's how I became a single parent. When I realized I didn't, I was not going to live that way anymore sure. and took the step of faith. I became a single mom with absolutely no support. I had two, two little tiny children. And then I stayed single for 20 years because I was so afraid of attracting the same thing into my life. Sure. But the, through the journey of all of that, it was coming. The, the name of my book is the woman I love. Mm -hmm. And the book, I tell the story of what it was like to be raised that way, running away um, when I was four years old um, in the, on the streets of Los Angeles, trying to get away from it, being brought back and being beat silly because I did run away. Mm -hmm. And then deciding at that point, I had no choice but to do exactly what I was told at all times. And that whole journey was, it was so confusing. It was so it took a long time for me, even as adult, to really love myself. And that's the way the title of the book, The Woman I Love. Because until I realized that, that I had to learn to love myself, had to take care of myself, had to do whatever it took, then I couldn't give the right kind of love, nor could I attract the right kind of love. Sure. And so it's been quite, quite a journey. And that's why I'm so adamant about being able to tell to 
to weave our storytelling, no matter whether we're marketing, no matter whether we're writing a book, to weave storytelling into this whole, how we give back to the world. Because I know when I wrote my book, I had set up Facebook groups and pages and mm. had a website. And from my publishing my book, the way I did, learning the marketing that from all the classes that I took, I had such a following that it was just truly amazing. And there were people, men and women both saying, thank you for having the courage to share a story like that. Sure. I never knew the impact with, that would take place after that. Um, I did, I wrote, or I um, worked with 50 women mm -hmm. who each told a chapter in a book, in two different books called We Choose to Thrive, one and two. And from their stories, many of them told their stories also in a chapter of a book for the first time. And it transformed their lives. And the power of, of standing up and sharing so there's something happens, not only when you write your story, but when you share it out, it's like it releases it. It's like it lets the power of it go. Mm -hmm. And and you're, it, it just off to the universe, wherever it needs to go. But because you had the courage to stand, everything changed. Everything changes. And I've watched some of those women, I would say well over half of them have gone on to become coaches, have gone on to lead uh, nonprofit organizations, have done so much. But before that, many of them were just kind of like I had been just kind of stumbling along trying to figure it all out. And, and it does come down to the incredible power that story has and the transformational things that can happen. So I've become quite an advocate for the, po the positive that comes with change. I've been an advocate for helping others to bring the light of truth to their story. I and I get really concerned when I see complete families sitting around the table Maybe if you're at a restaurant, which we don't do much right now, but we will. <laughs> but complete families, they're, they're not conversing. They're not talking. Yeah. They're on their devices and there's yeah, no one sharing stories. There's mm -hmm. no one talking and those stories aren't getting passed, passed on. And how can we make a difference for the young people of our world or for anybody else if we're not willing to put those devices down and talk? and share our stories, share, share our wisdom in whatever ways we can and using everything possible that we have to do that. that that's so, one thing that I, that I, when, I, when you're talking about stories, that's one thing I look at it like my, my father, uh, he grew up, uh, he was born during the, the, the Great Depression and mm -hmm. just hearing the stories of just in, 1920, in 1928 when he was born, and just kind of hearing the stories of how we grew up and then going into World War II. All my uncles were in World War II. My, my dad and his younger brother were not because they were too young at the time, even though that my dad was trying to, trying to fake his age to try and get in. And you hear these things and you kind of could see yourself within him living his life. And I think that's beautiful about a story. And just like when you were talking about in your story, I could feel the, the passion and I could feel like the, the pain that you were going through, but also feeling the upliftedness of, of where you are, the transformation within the words in that short period of time that you were telling your story. 
Thank you. You know, it's so vital right now. Um, we, I, as I said in my bio, I believe that every human being has treasured gifts the way the world is just waiting to discover. And, and it's our responsibility. We live in, at a time right now, it's not just our cities, it's not just our state, it's not just our country, it's an entire world that mm -hmm. has been affected. And I think in many ways, as, as tumultuous as this may be for many of us, I think it's, it's a time to really pause, mm -hmm. to reflect, and to look within. How many families are now spending time that they've never, ever spent together? Right. Mm -hmm. Never. Right. Ever. <clears throat> you know. Ever have. Like, ever had. And, <laughs> no. And, and another thing, too, I, I love what you said earlier, too, that relates to that, is that when people are able to speak their story, like, from an authentic place and, and give that gift fully, because everybody thinks that a gift is supposed to be all positive and it's like no it's, it's kind of both there's gonna be a negative and a positive and they have to look at both sides of the story um when you, when people do that when people speak their truth when people put their story out there people who have been abused people who have been hurt people who have been oppressed you know and they and they put it out there and people listen all of a sudden yes that person basically puts a puts a big target on their back but at the same time all of a sudden now the shame and the guilt that they felt has been, you know, now doesn't have to really? stay there anymore. It doesn't, because yeah. that's what I love about transparency is that when you, when people are transparent with each other, we're telling each other the truth. We're telling, hey, this is, this is my story. This is my gift, right? All of a sudden now, shame and guilt and all these negative emotions just dissipate. Shame, guilt, and fear are some of the worst things that ever, it's very, there's a study and I'm keep, right now I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name that did this study, but the rate, the energy wise, the emotions that, that we express, we feel and shame, guilt, and fear are way low on the energy, energetic scale. And then as you become, come to accept that, that raises your energy, but, and then as you become to, to start loving yourself and then being able to love each other and then being able to share all of those raises up on the energy vibrational frequencies of our world. But when we make changes incrementally in that way, what it does is whether we understand it or not, how that works, it, it starts going out to our our energy levels expand out to the world in, in our communities everywhere. And, and we can see that, I mean, something as simple as a smile when you're out grocery shopping and or opening the door for somebody else or just making that eye contact and smiling. What does that do? Put a smile on somebody else. So that's energetic vibrations that are passing. And sometimes I think we all need that smile. We all need that eye contact. And even with a complete stranger, you know, to, to just recognize them as hu human beings. And it all weaves back into being able to really value not only who we are, but treasure the gifts within us and treasure others yeah. for what whoever they are to with, with their own special gifts and helping them bring that to the world too. Well, I, I love that because all of us are unique in our own way. We all have live life in a different way we all have different perspectives and you know our stories can resonate and impact people in various ways that we never even thought of um 
and not, you know, sometimes intentionally, but sometimes not intentionally, but it just resonates with them. And they're like, oh, I get it. I get why this was happening to me. Or I feel now I have somebody there who is just like me. They were overcame it. This is what they did. And now I can try doing that as well. So the sto yeah. stories are just powerful in so many ways. I have a client who is, she's struggling through the telling her story. She knows her heart, just like with me, the writing of the story, oh, the emotions that come out, the, the I, I think I cried through a lot of the writing. That's what she's doing right now. Yeah. And I told her when she first signed on with me to, to help her get her book published and get it written is, you know, you need to stand up now and start getting yourselves on podcasts, start getting yourself, um, to start telling your story. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that to understand the not feeling sorry for yourself, because sometimes we, we can fall into the poor me. Sure. You know, look what happened to me. Um, and I've watched her grow because her book is in editing stage. We're going to publish in August. And I watched her, their time would get on a Zoom call because that's how I work with all my clients. And she's crying because she's in the, we're in the editing stages and those editing stages are like, I have to, re, I have to go over this again. Yeah. And, and well, she had gone through a horrible rape situation. And yet she, I've, she's done everything I have told her to do. If you want this to be a success, you need to stand up. You need to start sharing your story, get active on social media, show your book cover, you know, talk about it. Um, and she's doing that. Great. And I've watched her following on social media, just blah, and the support that she's getting. And she said, you kept telling me people would love and support me. And they have, and her journey is just for me to even watch what's happening with her is just incredible. So I'm, you know, it's, it's a journey for all of us. There's not one of us, there's no one on the face of the earth that doesn't have something that stopped them mm -hmm. that made that, they went down and they had to find a way to come back. Some people don't choose to do that, but for most human beings, we do find a way. So, you know, and it's us, each one of us having the courage to stand up, well, you know, this is what happened to me. Right. And this is what I'm, what I might do. Doesn't mean that I am always level because there's always something that'll trigger and I'll say, well, you know, and it takes me aback, but it's what we do with it is what counts and how we take care of each other. Exactly. And especially in a time like now, it's, I think, I think a lot of these businesses, a lot of these entrepreneurs out there are, are kind of missing out. It's like, now is not the time to be selling. Now is the time to be caring. That's what people need. That's what we're, we're thirsting for. And I mean, you look on the news, you look what's going on. It's, it's injustice, this injustice, that, and it's just like, Everybody, I think it's like you can, everybody's saying, it's, it's time that we, we talk about our stories and we listen to each other and we show careness. Like, you don't, it's not about agreeing or disagreeing. It's about understanding. And I feel like, I feel like that has been so lost. And it makes, it's, I'm happy to hear that your, your client is writing this book and putting this stuff out there because that's terrifying at first. That is incredibly oh, terrifying is. to do. Well, you know, in, in the flip side of all, because I seldom listen to the news, but I have noticed 
that the newscasters are in their homes and their children are popping in <laughs> and, and their dogs are there and the cat's walking across the desk and there's no way they can control all those facets. But the human aspect of that is so beautiful. Yes. And the yeah. connections, these are, then now is when you're finding out that these people are real, you know, they're not just on the set and all polished. You see all the stuff that goes in the background. And isn't that what we need? Yes. Isn't that connection oh, what we need? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then that, that's kind of a, just so you know, uh, like this is part, like our major deal with EBM when we started two years ago, we said like, we want it to be authentic. We want it to be real. We want people to see us say, um, and, uh, and make mistakes because we want <laughs> to know that we're real. <laughs> I'm the worst ones for ums. <laughs> <laughs> it's human, you know, like, like why is that such a bad thing? Like, it's okay. You're pausing to think before you speak. <laughs> That's right. So, so Becky, if how does somebody get started telling their story? Can you, you share know, a a, about that? Yes, it's a it's a process, and um, typically I do it with a series of questions just mm -hmm. to help you know little prompts to. Um, at first, I'll ask them how would telling your story motivate, inspire others. Okay. And what would sharing your story do for you? So it's, it's getting them to think in a kind of a different way and then starting, you know, because we don't want with storytelling, you don't want it to be one of these things that, that, oh, woe is me. You want, you want to weave the storytelling, but then also talk about what you learned during that process and maybe even use other examples of, of things that have come your way that that made you start waking up to the fact that, sure. that there's a different way, you know, and always because. Uh oh, I think we just lost her. Oh no, please come back, Becky. Come back. We'll give it a second. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm actually really loving this because what she's saying is, is so on point. It's so on point, you know, and it, it, it's, it's unfortunate that, that her, way of doing business and the way of the way the way she goes about living her life is only now being you know people are like just now having the opportunity now to stop and think like oh maybe maybe the rat race is is, is oh. not not okay i think becky becky did you come back i'm i was there the whole time <laughs> excellent, excellent. i was like hey, why did he start talking oh yeah. <laughs> i'm frozen welcome back welcome back i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry, you're, you're just talking to us about the process of telling your, someone telling their story. Um, you know, I started, I used, um, especially at the initially as I started this business is I used, there's a book series that's actually quite, it's, it's written many years ago. It's called Courage to Hill. Courage to Hill, okay. And it, they use, they has a lot of processes. They're big, thick books, and then it's a two book series. And they ask a lot of questions throughout here. But in the process, they talk about how storytelling, initially when somebody starts telling a story, the emotions that you go through, because it, it, it brings up so many things that we kind of have pushed down. But, when, but as we go through that process and start to realize Oftentimes our story even begins to transform because we see it differently when we have to write it. Sure. We put things in perspective. 
we put things in it all of a sudden it's like wow oh you know I thought it was this way all this time and here I'm writing and I'm having to make sense and putting it in words and and putting it on paper and I'm making sense of things ah you know this might have trans transpired a little bit differently than I really understood so it's quite a journey it is not something that happens overnight and it like like you said Fred it's it's also many people say they want to write a book. Very few actually get it done when you consider the overall population of people mm -hmm. that are living. And actually authors, as many books are being published today, today authors are still a rare breed. If we live in the Phoenix area and are during non-COVID times traveling the freeways, there's a lot of people out there. Yes. And we don't also often realize when we're just surrounding our own little world. So we're still a rare breed if we're standing up and writing this and, and then using it as a tool to, yeah. to grow a business, a tool to make an impact <clears throat> in whatever ways we do. Even, even what you, you three gentlemen are doing right here today, what a wonderful tool that you have at your, you're using it in powerful ways to make a difference in the world. And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And the, I guess the part of the biggest thing that I work on with my clients is anybody can write a book. There's a lot of people doing it right now, mm -hmm. but what are you going to do with it? I can make you a number one bestseller. I can make you an international bestseller. What are you going to do with that book afterwards, after we've done that? Are you going to keep it, use it as a tool to grow your business? Are you going to use it as a tool to impact the world? Mm -hmm. It is merely a tool if you're using, if you're thinking your book that way, like if, like this girl that I'm working with right now, she wants to be a coach. So that book is going to be one of the tool sets that she uses for the people that she wants to coach. And, but it's not the end all be all to get our message out. It's also being able to speak your truth, speak your story. It's also getting on the stages, and this is a stage, mm -hmm. getting on the stages and speaking those things. Because we use every tool in that we have available in this amazing world. If we think, if you think about it for just a minute, what if COVID had happened before we had Zoom? before we had the technology, the cell phones, say sure. 15, 20 years ago, what would have happened then as opposed to now? Mm. How privileged we are that we live in a time when we could pick up with technology and keep on going if we so choose. Mm -hmm. We are so blessed because mm. it's not the worst thing that ever happened. It, if, if we take it right and we use what's the tools that are available mm. in this time when we have the tool sets available to us like this, that we can, we can sit in the comfort of our own home and have these kind of conversations with people in even other countries and connect yeah, and sure. share. So it's pretty amazing world that we live in. And we are pretty honored that it happened at a time like this, not 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the way you put that because people aren't, you know, a lot of people didn't live where we didn't have computers and zoom and stuff where, you know, you got all your information either from a radio or from watching TV. 
And, you know, and the world would be completely different if we didn't have this technology and this stability. So I love how you put that in perspective there. It really give you something to think about. I, but however, I think that we adapt, though. That's the thing that we do yeah. know about it now. But back then, if it would have happened, we would have known about the potential of, of the future and things like that. So you got to look at it as right now in this moment, and that's all we look at, and that's all we care about. We can't be forecasting, and we cannot be looking in the past. We can learn from the past, but the thing is, is that we tend right now is people are forecasting, like the economy is going to be this way, the, the virus is going to be this way, this is going to happen, talking about a second wave or whatever type of thing. I just kind of look at it as all you have is right now in this moment and just appreciate Absolutely. this moment. Yep. But, and that's what I was, the thought that I was trying to convey is how blessed we are in this day and age that we have all of this at our disposal and it's just using it, taking advantage of it because here and now, and I don't even like to think about the what ifs of the future because I don't know that anybody really knows what's going to take place. I do believe in the resilience of humanity. I do believe that people are rising up and saying, hmm, there's got to be a different way than this for the way I live my life right now. Yeah. There's people, complete families. I, I kind of chuckle because I think there's going to be a lot of babies born. And, okay. you, know, and you know, nine months from when this started, or there's going to be divorces because people have never been able, never spent so much time in an environment with each other. Yeah. And so as we weave this back around, it's straight. It, learning to, to tell our stories, it's the gateway for growth. And it's the path for sharing. It's a tool set that we have that, you know, I was preparing for a presentation similar to this um, a couple months ago, and it was on the power of storytelling. So I started doing some research online about storytelling. And I found a lot of organizations who are starting they have grassroots movements to teach children about storytelling because they're so worried that, that the adults are not sharing their stories. The kids are not having that, the roots, just like you talked about, Fred, about learning about your father and your uncles and all of that and how that those stories stuck with you. A lot of children have, are not being told the stories. Sure. Right. And yeah. so these movements, I was so impressed. There were so many movements out there that are working with adults to learn to tell story and with children to understand how powerful and good story is and teaching them just at a young age to start telling story. And I loved how you were saying, you know, when you write this book, how are you going to use it as a tool once you get it done and published? And, and I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration because you can use it for so many different things. You can. You know, I always ask um, as, I, as we start paving the way for a good book to come to the world because people can self-publish sure. and do it completely themselves and they'll spend lots of hours and a lot of mistakes doing it. And, <laughs> and, and that's, that's, if that's the course they want to follow, but my first questions are, what do you want to do with this book? Why are you writing it? What is your why? First, number one, one sure. what is your why? What, the other is, is how are you going to get it, 
keep it from getting lost in the cobwebs of cyberspace. Mm. You yeah. know, be, because there are so many books being published. And if you publish it, become a number one bestseller in about a week, it's not going to be on the bestseller list because there's so many books being published. So if you were going to use that book as a tool to share your treasured gift, then there's lots more that needs to be done. And let's pave the way so that you can, what, do you have a course behind it? Do you have this? How are, are you going to be speaking on stages and podcasts and getting your word, your message out to the world? What are you going to do with this? And why do you want to write that book? And who are you writing for? You're, hit, you're hitting it exactly because I'm a published author. And when I look at my book, I just wrote the book. And it has good information. And I just use it. I just give it away. I give it away to people. And it was like, it just, I just kind of look at it saying, it's just a legacy. It's just good common sense. And uh, yeah, if, uh, and I know that I was trying to work on a project or a second portion of it, uh, like a workshop. And then I just didn't, I lost that passion because I started working on other things because at that point in time, it's like, I have other things that I want to write because it's, it, it's resonating to me at that particular time of, my growth and development mm -hmm. yeah beautiful that's really cool but but yes if you're not promoting it if you're not doing anything with it it'll kill <laughs> the chances yeah. of it being found even with with the tools and resources that are available to us if you're not using those things mm -hmm. that a lot of time i i encourage my author not to go forward if they're not going to do anything with it you know they're not going to promote it they're not going to use it as something that that is part of their arsenal of tools to get their message out to the world. No, that's and that's that's awesome. And we're, we're and we're working on getting Fred to do more with his book. We, we yell at him all the time, like Fred, let's make, let's make a course around this. You got lots of great info here. We're all here to help you out, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we just don't all those piles of books collecting dust. Well, what I like to do with my authors is in there in the pages of the book is um, offer like 10 free tips. And in order to get those 10 free tips, they have to go to the log or go to a opt in box that gives their name and email. So then you begin list building. Yes. And then I also we use QR codes. So on the back side of that QR code, when somebody holds their camera over it on their phone, it's a video. And it, you pop up and you're talking. So then they get the whole flavor of not just the words that are written, mm -hmm. but who the person is behind it, you know? And sure. all of a sudden you come to life and they say, wow, I really like this guy. I want to learn more from him. And so then they're following the threads of the way that they can, they can truly make the impact and they're making the connection. So it's, it's more than the written word. It becomes the spoken word. It becomes the other opportunities, the courses, everything else that you have to go behind it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I love those tips because I know somebody out there who probably never even thought of that now can take advantage of that. So that's fantastic. I know you're just full of wealth of information and we're coming to the end of the show, Becky. So I want people to know how they can get a hold of you or what services you offer and provide and how you can make a difference in their lives, getting their books written and published. Um, my website is spotlightpublishing.pro. Uh, on there, you'll find a number of different courses that I offer. One is 
how to become an impactful influencer. Another one is the journey, your journey to authorship, storytelling and marketing. Um, there's two or three other courses. Can't remember right off the, the bat. Um, from there, I also have kind of a listing of my publishing packages. And they can, there's also a way to connect and say, I would like to have a just author discovery call. It's all on my website. It's pretty easy to manage and to, to find. Um, I, I think one of the best ways I've ever grown my business is by doing a lot of Facebook, YouTube lives. Okay. Um, and I interview experts that, because I don't try to be everything to everyone. Sure. So I interview a lot of experts because even in my book publishing packages, I include somebody that creates amazing websites. I include somebody that understands course creation, somebody that helps people get on podcasts. Mm -hmm. So those are all, and somebody that does press releases and, and understands you know, those kind of things. My focus is helping them bring these amazing stories to the world, but I also provide a whole tool set within my packages so that it sets them up for success as well. Now that's amazing. And I appreciate you being on the show today, sharing your insight, your wisdom, and your treasure gift. Uh, your story was amazing and very impactful. So thank you for putting yourself out there and sharing some of your past and what you've been through, because I know somebody out there is going through something similar to that you've had, and have had in your life. And I know your story probably made a difference in theirs today. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, this is Len DeCarmine with the Extraordinary Being Movement. If you'd like to learn more about Becky, you can check her out on her website. We're going to have information about her uh, posted with the video, so you can get her go right to her website there. Uh, and always visit us at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com. There you can join the movement, get on our mailing list, and find out what's going on in our world along with our meetings and our coaches that are there to serve you. Christopher Shiver, any final words from you, sir? Um, everyone, there was a little bit of lag during the live. So if anybody wants to watch the full video without any lag at all, um, it wasn't that much, but there's a couple of sections I know it came up during uh, times. I know Becky was talking about some really important things. So don't worry about it. You'll find the full video on our YouTube channel and you'll be able to watch the whole thing there without being interrupted. So thank, thank you so you, much. Chris. And, and Chris, what's the website? Oh, EBM Radio, uh, extraordinarybeingmovement.com. Now for the YouTube. Oh, <laughs> EBM Radio Live, sorry. Well, he's still in training. We're still teaching him, Mark. <laughs> the website, you mean the YouTube. What are you talking about? No, the, the YouTube. <laughs> okay, YouTube is ebmtvlive.com. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Fred. Fred, and Fred, any final words from you? Oh, you know... I was inspired. Uh, once again, great. we always have a we always have a great guest. This one right here kind of touched me a little bit more, just make me realize that I have just left my uh, my my book just to collect dust type of thing. And whereas it needs to be really shared, especially right now with the economic times that we're going through, that we need to, I need to, I need to share it. Whether or not it's just saying giving it away more so, uh, but finding a way of how to give it away is the biggest thing. No, that, that's great, Fred. Great. And Fred, what's the name of your book and what is it about? It's Financial Game Plan for Your Dollars and Cents. It's my 12-step program and how I became debt-free. Uh, it's a common sense approach that my parents taught me and uh, is just 
it's a fabulous book where it's, 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 it has a vast amounts of knowledge where going from how to getting out of debt to how to save and especially in, in giving you tips on, on how to reduce certain items. Most people are looking at how do you go out, get out of debt? And it's like, well, you cut certain things. You start looking at the cutting things to the basic bone of how a person should be living. And it's up to them if they want to go ahead and have cable. Whereas, you know, it's saying the other choices is get rid of cable. No, and that's fantastic. And if anybody's looking for Fred's book, we do have it on our website. Well, thank you again, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our show. We have many more to come. Stay well, stay happy. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.